concluding this series of sermons entitled, When Christians Get It Wrong. And it's kind of ironic that we began this series of sermons by looking at research on young adults who had grown up in the church but then decided to leave the church. Remember, 92% of them said they left because their experience of Christians were that they were judgmental and hypocritical. And 91% of them said that the reason that they wanted to disassociate with Christianity was because uh, Christians hated gay and lesbian people. Now, whether we like it or not, the action of our general conference this past week is a set up greater roadblocks that makes it all the more difficult for our life and ministry. But I'll come to that. Let's begin with a word of prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. United Methodist Church is a worldwide church. There are 12 million people who are Methodists across this world. And when you add to that the people who are not members but who attend the churches, the numbers go way up. It's a lot of people. This worldwide church is broken into conferences. Think of the United States. One country, 50 states. We're one worldwide denomination, lots of conferences. Our conference here is called the Desert Southwest Conference. It includes Arizona and Southern Nevada. We have a bishop and superintendents who oversee the work of ministry in our churches. The role of a conference is to start churches, and so the conference is helping us start the Northwest Campus. It's also to discern who can be pastors and then appoints pastors, so I am your pastor because the conference sent me here. It helps to support and encourage ministry. Our governance is democratic. We do not have a pope or a central headquarters from which instructions come. Decisions are made democratically from the members of our churches. Every year, this church, Desert Spring, and every church, but this church, Desert Spring, elects its leaders who will represent us in meetings of the conference. Once a year, we go off to a, a meeting called Annual Conference. We're really creative with the language there. Annual Conference. And the, our elected delegates go and join with elected delegates from other churches and together makes decisions on mission and ministry for our regional area. Once every four years, these representatives elect delegates who will represent our whole conference in all of our churches at a worldwide meeting called General Conference. This worldwide meeting has about 850 delegates from all across the world. Our conference provides two of those delegates, one clergy member, one layperson. The general conference makes decisions on mission and ministry worldwide and also on the rules that govern us. For decades now, delegates at general conference have been fighting about a statement of belief and some rules that are associated with it that are in our book of discipline. Our book of discipline is just our book of beliefs and the rules. Okay? 
They've been arguing about it, and the statement is that they find Christianity or homosexuality to be incompatible with Christian life and teaching. There have been lots of our delegates who have said homosexuality is a sin, and that, and that statement needs to stay in the Book of Discipline, and there have been lots of our delegates who have said human sexuality is a gift from God, and that's not just true for heterosexuals, but it's true for our LGBTQIA persons as well. The battle has raged on to a point where it came to an impasse. And so there was a decision to call a special general conference just to find a mutually agreeable way forward for our denomination. That was the goal, a mutually agreeable way forward for our denomination. Resolutions were brought to this general conference that took place last week. And when the dust settled on it all, the conference failed at achieving its goal of, of a mutually acceptable way forward. But rather, a greater debate broke out. And in the end, when the dust all settled, there was a plan that was adopted called the traditional plan. The traditional plan maintains the historic language that homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching, while increasing the accountability, it's more punitive uh, toward clergy in their ministry. Just kind of a side note, if the vote on what was going to take place at General Conference would have been simply a vote among the delegates from the United States, a new path would have been formed at a vote of about 70% to 30%. About 70% of Methodists in this country say we do not support the historic language and we want a new path. However, we're not a, a denomination just of this country. We're a worldwide denomination. We had delegates from countries, for instance, in Africa, where it is still against the law to be homosexual, punishable by death. And when you add the delegates from countries in Africa, in Russia, in the Philippines, from all around the world, that 70-30 split on this became a 48-52 to split. And legislation to move the denomination in a new direction failed by 28 votes. Okay. The decision that was made was the wrong decision. It was the wrong decision. And I say that not, not because of you know, any disagreement around whether homosexuality is a sin or not. That's not the reason I say it, whether we agree or disagree on, on homosexuality. I say that it was the wrong decision for a lot of other reasons. One of those reasons is that the delegation who brought the traditional plan legislation to general conference, the Wesley Covenant Association, demonstrated a blatant disregard for human decency, a lack of respect for humanity, an unwillingness to speak to people, but rather spoke about people, and at times spoke with great hatred. And whenever there's that kind of hatred, it blocks the work of the Holy Spirit. Another reason that it was the wrong decision was that it, the punitive nature of it in the long term will result in a homogeneous church with like-minded people, and that is never a good thing.
A third reason that it was a bad decision was that it is not Methodist. It is not Methodist. Wesley once said, though we do not think a lot alike, can we love alike? In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity, Wesley said. And there was no, there is no charity in this. This action elevates an issue that is barely spoken of in the Bible if it is spoken of at all. It elevates it to a primary tenet of the church that in practice becomes more important than our belief in the incarnation and in the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that ain't right, folks. That just is not right. It's also wrong because... It says to our children, our children who we've raised in the church, who accepted Christ in the church, who became Christians in this church, and who want to live a Christian life that they no longer can be a part of their family. The church wants to exclude them. So it's wrong for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons that have nothing to do with whether the issue of homosexuality is a sin or not. It's wrong for a lot of reasons. So what are we to do with that? Well, this legislation was called into question and it's now in a judicial review process in order to determine uh, if it is constitutional. We'll see what comes of that. But if it does come out of that judicial review process, then it is turned over to annual conferences. Annual conferences interpret it and implement it. There's no other agency to do that. The conference does that. And our conference leadership, our bishop and leaders, along with bishops and leaders from many other conferences across our country, have already spoken strongly that they will not implement this decision. That instead they choose to be a witness to a better way, a different way, a way to be united Though we disagree, a way to be united in mission and in ministry. For us here at Desert Spring, this decision, this legislation, does not change who we are. It does not change our values. It does not change our ministry. It does not change my ministry among you at all. Here at Desert Spring, we're, we're like way ahead of the curve on this debate, way ahead of the curve. I mean, we long ago decided that we were going to agree to disagree on this matter. We have people in our church who believe homosexuality is a sin, people who believe it is not a sin, and we agreed to disagree in that matter because loving each other is more important than such differences. And so we agreed to love each other. We also... We also recognize that regardless of whether homosexuality is a sin or not, regardless of any of that, we also recognize that each and every one of us falls short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us are sinners, and we are better off not pointing a figure of judgment at other people, but taking a little closer look at ourselves while trying to live out a life of mercy and compassion to do anything less than that is to miss the whole point of the Christian life. 
here at Desert Spring, we say all people are welcome. And we mean all people are welcome. I mean, if you believe homosexuality is a sin, you're welcome. If you believe it is not a sin, you're welcome. If you're tall, you're welcome. If you're short, you're welcome. If you're young, you're welcome. If you're old, you're welcome. If you're sick or just sick of being sick, you're welcome. If you agree with everything that I say, you are definitely welcome here. And if you do not, if you do not agree with what I say, guess what? You are welcome here. You are welcome here. If you are heterosexual, you are welcome here. If you are LGBTQIA, you are welcome here. If you believe in traditional family values, you're welcome here. If you have no idea what those things are, you are welcome here. Okay? All people are welcome here. And we say that because it is a biblical principle based on the life and the teaching of Jesus Christ. We take a look at his life and his teaching. Who did Jesus associate himself with? He associated himself with those who were disassociated. He associated himself with those who were outcasts, with the lonely, with the lost, with sinners, with those who were broken, with those who were sick, with those who were in need. He associated himself with those who were cast out by others. And he welcomed them all. He welcomed them all. He welcomed everybody. Well, almost everybody. I mean, the only people he ever condemned were the people who condemned other people. It's in the Bible. The only people he ever condemned were the people who condemned other people. Those religious leaders who were certain that they knew who God loved and God loved them and God did not love people who were different from them. And those are the people that Jesus condemned and said, you're getting it wrong. Those people who drew lines to separate themselves from other people. Jesus makes it clear that when you do that, all you're doing is separating yourself from the very place that God is most at work. Do we really want to do that? Now, I know that general conference is important. Beliefs and rules that govern us, these things are important to our life together as a community. They are important. Heck, the Bible's full of all kinds of laws. I mean, Moses gave us over 600 of them alone. And if we take a close look at all these laws that Moses gave us, it's not too long until we begin to recognize that we do fall short. But when it comes to the governance of a church, of a body like this, it's important for us to remember the words of Jesus, who said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength, and like that, love your neighbor as yourself. He said, in that law of love, in those words, contains the meaning of all of the other laws. It's the summary of all of it. It is what's most important. And when it comes to controversial issues, we do well to err on the side of love. St. Paul talks about this kind of love, but not before. He talks about how we are part of a body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we are part of a body, the body of Christ. And each and every one of us are important to the body, each and every one of us. And if I were to cut off some part of my body, I would suffer. Likewise, if the body loses some part of itself, then the body will suffer. When one suffers, we all suffer, St. Paul said. And then 
he went on in chapter 13 to tell us that it's love. It's love that binds us together. Not like-mindedness. It's love that binds us together. Love is patient, he said. Love is kind. Love is not envious or arrogant or boastful or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way, but insists on the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And because this love will not end, because there is nothing that can undermine the power of love among us, we know that we have a future of hope. We have a future of hope because the more we love, the brighter our light shines into the darkness of this world. The more we love, the brighter our light shines into our community, into our city, and even into our denomination. The more we love, the stronger we love, the stronger our witness to our community, to our city, and to our denomination. And the more we love, the stronger our witness of what it looks like when Christians get it right. And this congregation is an amazing congregation. We are so diverse in so many different ways, held together by this love that comes from Almighty God. And because of that, I can see it. I can see the day when young adults disenchanted with Christianity will look upon us and will say, now I understand what it looks like when Christians get it right. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. A city set in a hill cannot be hid. Nobody lights a lamp to hide it under a bushel, but puts it on a lampstand so it gives light for all in the house to see. Let your light so shine before others that seeing your good works, they will give glory and honor to God. You, Jesus said, are the light of the world. You are the light of the world, and together we will get this right by the grace of God, for the glory of God. Thanks be to God. Amen? Amen. Amen.